I am Greg Martin. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of Get Ready as we just share scriptures that are of things paralleling current events today. And I want to pick up on last week's as we're talking about the tribulation. So this is part two. And we talked about the first three and a half years of the tribulation. And, um, you know, we want to we want to complete. Well, the second part of the seven years, the last three and a half years, it's not just called the tribulation. The Bible calls it the great tribulation. So if, if the first part is just a terrible trial, and then you add great to the last three and a half years, um, it's going to be hell on earth. So seven years begin with the rapture of the church we talked about. The Antichrist confirms a covenant with Israel. Uh, the third thing is the death of these two witnesses. And then amongst all that, we got seven sealed judgments going on in those first three and a half years. So the second half, the Great Tribulation, is going to be unbelievable horror like has never been known. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15. Let's look at what Jesus had to say. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes the desecration standing in the holy place. Read or pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go into his house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for a pregnant woman and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be greater anguish than any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, not a single person would survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. In other words, what Jesus is saying is when you see the Antichrist sit in the, in the temple, run! Because <laughs> you know it's going to get bad. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. I'm telling you, we need to know Jesus now so we miss all this. Now, there will be people that will get saved during the truth. In fact, I believe there will be a great revival because people will realize that have had kind of a uh, somewhat of a information about the Bible and the rapture and tribulation. People will recognize these signs like, okay, this is this is that. And uh, people will give their heart to Christ. The problem is they, they missed the first boat, but God will deliver them. But it will be a horrible time. The Antichrist sitting as God in the temple will be in the middle of the tribulation. The Antichrist will rule with an iron fist. Everyone will have, and at that point, he will release the famous, the mark of the beast. A lot of people are thinking COVID or other things or the mark of the beast. No, you will know this will be the mark of the beast halfway through the tribulation. And the mark of the beast is one of the unforgivable sins. Um, if you take the mark of the beast, there's your allegiance is to, to the, the Antichrist. So Revelation 16, God pours out a curse on the Antichrist empire, a torment of festering sores for those who take the mark of the beast. So not only miss heaven, but B, your body's going to be covered with festering sores. Doesn't sound like a great time. Don't take the mark of the beast. Judgments 
taking place on the earth will create massive natural disasters that will be killing millions, multiply millions of people. So the tribulation, the tribulation, I'm just looking here. So we're talking about the second part of the tribulation. The tribulation is wrath of God being poured out on the world that has rejected his son, Jesus Christ. Revelation 6, verses 15 through 17. Then every, then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the Gentiles, the wealthy, the powerful, every slave, every free person, all hid themselves in the caves among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to survive? You can hear the horror of people that are just, Jesus said, run and hear these people. They've, they've hid themselves, and they're, they are in torment. One judgment during this time kills one-fourth of humankind. Revelation 6, 6 or 8, And I heard a voice from among the four living beings saying, A loaf of wheat bread and three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And don't waste the, the olive oil and the wine. When the lamb broke the four seal, I heard the foreign living beings say, Come. And I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider's name was Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and diseases and wild animals. This is going to be a crazy time. Um, wild animals are going to be unleashed. You know, um, every now and then you, well, I won't go into it. But just imagine, uh, there'll be a switch in the animal kingdom. They've been, you know, you hear of wild animals coming around. They're like, oh, they're more afraid of, of you than you are them. Well, at some point, that's going to flip. They're, they're not going to be afraid of humans. They're just going to go for it. And it's going to kill a lot of people. Another judgment that kills one-third of humankind, Romans, or excuse me, Revelation 9.18, one-third of all the people of the earth were killed by these three plagues, by fire, smoke, and burning sulfur came from the mouths of the horses. This is a wrath, not judgment of God. God is unleashing his vengeance. Judgment allows repentance. Even those who get saved during this time will not be protected from the wrath on the earth. It, they've had People have had warning. They've had opportunity to repent. And so here's this time. But people uh, will be able to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But it will be a horrible time on the earth. Revelation 20 tells us believers will even be beheaded. The church will not be present during this tribulation. The rapture of the church happens before the tribulation. The church that was raptured at the beginning of the tribulation will be at a seven-year marriage feast. They, they will be in a party while there is literal hell going on here on earth. I'm telling you, you want to be prepared. You want to get out of this place when it's time. 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 through 10 says, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from, from idols to serve the living true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming 
for the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. I wanted to read that to you so you understand. He rescues us from the terrors of the coming judgment. There's some people that think we're going to go through the, uh, the judgment period. I believe in that scripture. It says he rescues us from. Jesus rescues us from. He doesn't rescue us through. Very important to understand that. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Powerful scriptures. We who are belong to Jesus are saved from the wrath to come. 2 Thessalonians 2.6-8 says, And you know what is holding him back, for he cannot be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with his breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. The Holy Spirit is in the church, and when the church is removed and the Holy Spirit, the Antichrist will come in power during that tribulation. There will be seven trumpets, and bowls. These trumpets, let me just go through these real quick. They're powerful. One third of the earth's vegetation will be burned up. One third of the sur, uh, one third of the sea life dies. One third of all the ships in the sea will, will sink. A third of fresh water will be turned bitter. The sun, the moon, and the stars will, will their glow will diminish by a third. Locusts, uh, like, I don't know what John was seeing when he wrote this, but locust creature like will wield military power. Bible says 200 million soldiers will be gathered in the Middle East against Israel. The kingdom of God will be proclaimed. Soars on those who've taken the mark. The sea turns to blood. Rivers turn to blood. Solar flares that scorch mankind. And the many will begin to curse God instead of cry out to God. The one world government is being tormented and refuse to repent in their torment and they understand that their war is against God at this point they're going to curse God instead of repent come on people wake up the Euphrates River will dry up armies will gather uh, in Israel for the war of Armageddon and the last thing the earth will be shaken earthquakes and the Bible says hailstones weighing a hundred pounds will come on the earth killing everything <laughs> humans everything islands and mountains will be dissolved jesus will return for his church with the church not for the church at the end of the seven years jesus will return with his church and at the end of the tribulation and set up his kingdom we find that in revelation 19 11. then i saw heaven open and a white horse was standing there its rider's name was faithful and true he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, of, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in their finest and pure white linen, followed him. It's important. You want to follow him. You don't want to be 
seeing him <laughs> on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword striking down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release his fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a winepress. And on his robe and on his thigh was written the title King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, strong warriors, and horses, and their riders, and all humanity, both free and slaves, small and great. Then I saw a beast and the king, kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles and on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who had worshipped his statue. Both the beast and the false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came out of the mouth of the one riding the white horse, and the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. Okay, <laughs> Jesus wins, and everyone who tried to make war with the Lord dies. <laughs> end of story. But the Lord sets up his earthly kingdom. At the end of the seven-year party with the church in heaven, the bride of Christ, we come back with Jesus, and he sets up his earthly kingdom. There will be no more time for salvation available to anyone at this point. And people who have rejected him, used his name in profanity, scoffed him, uh, and now at that time was the completion of his wrath. And the end of the age, the end of the world history as we have known it, and a new chapter will begin with Jesus setting up his earthly kingdom. Uh, and it begins what's called the millennial reign, and he'll reign for a thousand years here on earth. So that's another teaching in and of itself. So I just want everyone who's watching and listening, now is the time to get ready. Today's the day of salvation. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible is true. He has told us these things to prepare us so we would escape the horrors coming to the earth. Receive him. If you're forgiven sin, ask him to forgive you of your sin. If he comes back today or waits several years, either way, we need to get ready for his return. God bless you. 